welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is, what, October 4th, 2020? I can't believe it's October, by the way. Um, this is episode number 97. With me, as always, is my sister, Lindsay. Lindsay, can you believe that it's October already? No, I actually thought it was September 34th. Well, that's what I wrote. <laughs> so what I do every week is I update the outline, and the first thing I do is add seven to the date Instead of like looking at a calendar to see what today is, I just add seven. Well, last week it was the 27th, so it makes sense that today is September 34th. No? Yeah. Well, I mean, the way 2020 is going, maybe it is. That's true, actually. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Um, All right. So for me, uh, book three is up 1,452 words to 5,126. Not quite as many as I wanted to get in last week, and I'll get to that in a little while. My Mailer Light, and I wasn't sure how to put this in the outline um, I'm either up zero or down zero to 834, which means I pretty much stayed the same. But I think I had like a subscriber and then an unsubscriber. So would it be oh. like maybe the order that that happened in? So if I had a subscriber and then an un, I would be down to 834. I guess I have to look and see what the last thing, or, yeah. or it doesn't matter. Or, or it doesn't matter. And, or you're and, just at 834. Did you ever right. see that meme and it said something like, um, are you the type of person where your glass is half full mm-hmm. or are you the type of person where your glass is half, half empty? And the response is, I'm that person who knows the glass is refillable. Oh, that's good. So I feel like your mailer light is, you're just refillable right now. I like that. That's funny. That's, I like that. That's the optimistic way to look at it, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just how I am. Speaking of optimism, <laughs> um, the golf recap. <clears throat> so I golfed oh, again last week. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> I golfed again yesterday. On sa- I'm doing this Saturday morning thing where I'm getting up at 5.30, 5 o'clock and golfing 18 holes. And yesterday I played okay. I think I shot 94, which was my highest of the last few weeks. But I played really well on like, I don't know, 13 or 14 holes and really bad on like three or four of them. So uh, I'm pretty happy with that. We, we do this thing where we play for quarters. So whoever has the best score on the hole gets, wins a quarter from everybody else. And you have to, and if there's a tie, it doesn't, it doesn't count. So yesterday there were like 10 quarters that were doled out and I won, I think I won 50 cents, but then I had to pay a quarter to somebody else. I think I won a quarter. I was up a quarter yesterday. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. I mean, pay off that debt. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) One quarter at a time. <laughs> One quarter at a and, time. Uh, and I am, I will be, I, I will mention it later, but I am golfing again next Saturday. I asked them last night because it was, um, it was about 35 degrees when we started yesterday yeah. and it had just, the daylight had just about come in when we started hole, the first hole. And um, on the third hole, I played really bad and I felt like tight for three holes. I couldn't swing the club right. I don't know why. So on the third hole, after we were done with it, I took my, my sweatshirt off and all I had on was a t-shirt. And it was probably around 40 degrees. So for the next six or seven holes, just randomly, somebody would say to me, hey, um, I, I have something with sleeves if you want it. I'm like, no, no, I have my hoodie. It's in the cart. Or one guy looked at me at one point. He goes, you know, you're making me cold just standing there. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, but I can't swing 
you know, and, and the hoodie that I brought is my winter hoodie because I don't ever wear mm. a coat. So that's my heavy hoodie. And it's just too heavy to swing a golf club in. It's, you, you, can't, mm. you can't do that kind of stuff with sleeves. It's just too complicated. <laughs> yeah. And then I okay. played pretty well the rest of the way. So I, I'm going to blame it on the hoodie. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Is that all? Yeah, oh, okay. that's it. <laughs> we need a better sign, like a bell. You know how like in chess, they like ring the bell? I like that. Yeah. It would probably be annoying for the 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 listeners might not like it. Yeah. Anyway. um, So book two word count is still 9,870. I did not write one word. Um, I have 551 active subscribers, 36 new subscribers, which is awesome until I get to the next little point on my, um, my stats. I sent out a newsletter on Tuesday and I had a 17.13% open rate, which is, awful that's like 90 people out of 500 and something only oh, okay wait i have something wait 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 wait. i have something for you here so i was what? listening to the six figure author podcast on whatever day it was out this week and there's a woman there who was talking about newsletters and numbers and this is something we never know it's like what numbers are good and what numbers yeah. are bad so what she said was if you have a 25 percent open rate which is pretty average you should have more than a five percent um click rate Okay. If you have like a giant open rate, but a terrible click rate, that's not good. So 25% open rate versus a 5% click rate. She, oh, I'm sorry. She didn't say that was normal. What she said was normal was anywhere between 15 and 25% is normal for open rate and a 2.5% click rate is normal. So we've been really? higher than that. Yeah. We've been higher than that almost every time we send something out. So um, okay. yeah. So again, just to say, so if you, if you get between 15 and 25% open rate and a 2.5% click rate that is average that is normal and that is fine you get okay. lower than that you may want to start worrying so just want to well show my it looks like my open rate is within the average range the lower average range at 17 percent. my my click rate is 4.28 percent. so my click rate is a bit high compared to my open rate so i guess that's good i, I don't know I would like to see like a 75% open rate and a 100% right. 100% click rate, click rate makes the most sense yeah yeah, definitely. Um, I had eight unsubscribe, um, which is fine. So I'm up 36, but down eight. Can we let that calculation go? It's too hard. Yeah, it's fine. We'll just say the yeah. number and that's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, 551 active. There we go. Okay. Um, my Amazon ad ended on Friday. I had 150 link clicks. It reached 16,638 people and the cost per click was 67 cents, which is not good. I don't think. Yeah. It's pretty uh, yeah. Well, okay. So it's not, okay. So it's not high if, so your book is three ninety nine, right? So you make the, the um, digital copy is, yeah. Yeah. So you make $2 and some change. So if like every single person that clicked and you paid 67 cents per click, you're still making like a buck 60 or whatever it would be. That's fine. The issue is, is if you only had like one sale and you paid, you know, whatever that worked out to be, then you're yeah. losing money. So and I don't really want to keep well, doing math. So I'm pretty sure I was, well, maybe not. If I'm looking but, at my page as red, um, during the time that that was happening, um, let's see here. I had 262, 184, 206, 103, 194, 275, 201. So it was pretty consistent um, page reads during that time. Not a whole lot, but 
there were page reads. So at one day, I forget which day it was, I was sitting here and I saw that I had like 22 page reads and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And then like, I don't know, two hours later, I refreshed it and I had like 200 more. I was nice. like, somebody's reading my book right now. Mm -hmm. So exciting. And then, you know, I was hoping that it was somebody that I didn't know because that's always good. Yeah. Um, the, oh, that was supposed to be Facebook, the Facebook ad. Did I say Amazon? I meant Facebook. You did Facebook. say Amazon, yeah. Okay, I meant Facebook. This should say Facebook here. Let me go back. Facebook. Which said 67 okay. cents is still probably high, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amazon ad, I have that running until the end of December, but I really think it's time to kill it. I'm on, I've only had two sales, 524 impressions, and my ACOS score is 110.9%. So I think I'm going to kill it um, and go back to it later. Um, as far as news goes, it looks like on the outline I have a lot of news, but I don't think it's that much. Um, book two, oh no, that's not it. Um, according to KDP, I've had no sales in October and only 136 page reads, which stinks because it's already the fourth. Um, I have one new review on Amazon, so I have seven reviews and four ratings with no review, which I don't like that. This is like the Amazon's new thing. You can just rate something without writing a review. And for me, it's kind of like a cop-out, you know, like people want to rate it, but they don't want to say anything. That doesn't help the writer. It doesn't help other readers. I, I just, I hope that goes away because I don't like that at all. Um, I still have 4.7 stars, so it's not like, you know, my book sucks or anything. It's still doing really well. Um, I just have a real problem with that ratings with no review. I purchased 30 author copies a few weeks ago and I sent out the last 14 on Thursday. So I sold every single one of them. Um, I made a very small profit. I would have made more of a profit had I included shipping supplies into the price. Um, those envelopes are, I, I use like um, bubble mailers. They're expensive. Um, I got the first batch up at the drugstore and they were like, $10 for two. And then I found a better deal. They were $10 for 10 on Amazon. But I guess I, I don't know why I didn't think to do that the first time I could have made more of a profit there. But anyway, they're all gone. And I'm happy about that. Because um, it's 30 more books in the hands of people. Um, I finally added leave a review link at the end of um, Reluctant Heart and I put it right after the end so that, you know, people would, that would be the first thing that they see. On the, on the same page? No, it's the next page, but it's like, that's the very next thing. So I was listening to somebody, I don't remember who this was, <clears throat> um, earlier this week, maybe last week, and they said, no, it was put this it week. on the I same page. The same thing. Oh, did you put it on the same yeah. page because Amazon does that pop-up thing when you get to yeah. the end of a book? Yeah. Yeah. What was that that we listened to? You? Oh, that was the one where they answered your question. Oh, that was the Mark Dawson. Um, yes. The Mark Dawson. Um, it's basically he's advertising his self-publishing 101. He does it every time he opens yeah. a self-publishing, which I already ads. have. Yeah. How to get Amazon. Amazon. Or, uh, no, uh, reviews. reviews. How do you get your first reviews. 10 reviews or legally, yeah. morally or ethically get reviews or whatever? <laughs> yeah. And it was in there. Yeah. Yeah, I read that too. I didn't put it on the same page because according to what I saw on Vellum, the end was at the very bottom of the page and it would have been like right up against the end. So I don't know. 
it's better than what I had before, which was nothing. Um, as far as my September wrap up, I sold 81 paperbacks, six digital copies, and there were 3,062 page reads. Um, I'm new. I don't know if that's good or not. Um, yes, it is. Okay. Um, I'm well into the three figures, but I made $5.12 less in September than I did in August. And I think that's due to the pre-order because August, I didn't even publish the book until the 24th. So that's like seven days in August versus 30 in September. And I made $5 more in August. So I think that's due to the, the pre-order. Um, as far as October marketing, I basically um, copied your outline, by the way, <clears throat> to separate okay. all this stuff. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, my book funnel promo ends on October 15th. I have 352 clicks and 150 claims so far. I really think it's time for me to stop marketing until I have a better grasp of what I'm doing. And I've signed up for Brian Cohen's five day Amazon ad profit challenge. So I'm hoping that'll be helpful and I'll, I'll learn something there. Um, I think I'm going to stop marketing for a little while. Um, book two news. Um, I haven't worked on it all week, um, but I did rethink the third and fourth chapter that I had already finished writing. I need to change the meet cute because what I have there is completely unrealistic. So what I have has to do with game five in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs and the the male heroine, he, or hero, he um, he plays hockey. So he wouldn't be like flirting with someone during game five of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It just, it wouldn't happen. And I don't know what I was thinking. So um, I have a new meet cute in mind. Um, I just need to develop it a little bit more. Um, so that's going to be like the end of chapter three and basically the whole of chapter four. Um, also, I, I just, I feel like I don't really know these characters. I mean, I know Maggie, who is one of the main characters because she was in book one and I really like Maggie. She's, she's a little snarky, um, but she's just full of heart too, uh, which I think is a nice little mix up there. Um, but I don't know him yet. I know he's a hockey player. Um, I, I don't really know him. And so I need to find some inspiration for him. Um, so like I've been watching commercials and like scrolling through different TV shows and just trying to find a little bit of inspiration. Um, but there's also like new friends, there's new families, there's some hockey teams. So I have a lot of people that I need to figure out. And thankfully Plotter is helping that. I really like Plotter a lot. Um, I can write down all of my ideas and it's all in one place where I can see that it makes sense or that it doesn't. Um, with book one, I had this clear story in my head. I probably had about three to four chapters worth of dialogue already in my head. Like I, I really knew who these characters were. At least I felt like I did when I started writing it. Um, I think mom would probably disagree that I didn't know the characters, but I think the problem was I didn't know how to write them. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing as far as writing goes. Um, but with this book, I have this great idea for this great plot line, but I need to figure out the characters and get the words down to make it be what I want it to be. Um, so that's kind of where my, my challenge is right now, just finding each character's, you know, nuance in their voice and, and what is their personality like? Um, so I it's, really it's think funny. that's the, the sticking point in book two for me right now. It, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm having the same trouble with mine where mm. um, 
where you know I'm working on writing this third book and I and uh, are you done with your news because I'm gonna babble here for a minute I am done with my news yeah. okay so I'll just I'll, I'll, let me skip ahead here so I'm the only reason I did 1452 this week and not more I wanted to do more I wanted to finish the first four chapters and write the um, the potential um, prologue and I didn't really know, like book one was easy. I had a, a, I had a good guy and a bad guy. And those were my two POVs. And I wrote it basically like, um, um, it, it, it takes me back to um, when I first heard Hamilton. And there's a, there's a song in Hamilton. And it's the one where Aaron Burr is talking to George Washington. And um, Hamilton it com- comes in and Burr sa- and, and Washington says, uh, Hamilton, do you, know, do you know Burr? Have you met Burr? And they both at the same time say, yes, sir, we keep meeting. And that yes, sir, we keep meeting is how I wrote book one. I don't remember if I, if I had Hamilton in mind when I wrote that book because I like stories where the characters kind of their paths cross before they know who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, in book one, it was easy. I, I, had, I had good guy and bad guy. And I made their paths cross a few times before in the end it came to the climax and the ending. Well, then book two came around and I thought, okay, I, I already know what character I'm going to write book two from. Um, I, I started working on book two about a year ago. Uh, it was in November last year. And I got like through the first 15, 20 chapters and realized this story is so boring. It's one character. It's a rehash of book one. I need more. So I took um, one of the characters from book one and added her as her own point of view. And, and she was kind of like my am, ambiguous character. You didn't know if she was good or bad. And then I, ha- I needed a villain. So I have this whole host of people. I have an online group in book one where you really only learn about two or three of the online people. I think three, uh, I guess four of them. So I have like six or seven of them left that I can choose from. So I just grabbed one of them and made him the villain. And it was easy. So then book four came along and I thought, well, I need to do this a little bit different. Or I wanted, not that I need to, I want to do this a little bit different. I, I don't know if it's a good idea to have the styles between all the books in the same series to be different. But in book one, I had two POVs and book three, I have three POVs and now I'm in book four and I don't necessarily want to have more point of view characters, even though I did, but I want to do something a little bit different. Number one, I'm going to write it as a four act play. Um, most stories, people will say it's three act play, but if you look at the hero's journey, the, the middle of the hero's journey, the, the second act is 50% of the book. It's, so it's 25% for the first act, 25% for the last act and 50% in the middle. Well, I listened to the very first podcast I started listening to back in the day when I started writing with Sean, Johnny and Dave, I don't know what they're called now. Back then they were self publishing podcast, self publishing podcast. I think I don't even remember. Um, and they talk about the four act play, uh, four act story structure. That's how they do it. And if you think about it, it makes sense because the midpoint of your story is the midpoint of the second act. So if you just say, I'm going to split that act into two and make it one, two, three, four, it makes sense. It makes kind of logical sense to me. So I'm going to write it in four acts. Um, but inside of each one of those acts, I'm going to write it in segments. And the reason I'm doing that is because I don't know the characters either. Um, I know one of the characters because she's been in the main character of this book has been in the first two books mm-hmm. as a side character. And, and I know her really well. I mean, I know her really well. And, and I wrote the first draft to this book back in 2017. Um, and I, I wrote it for NaNoWriMo and I wrote about 30,000 words through November and into December. And 
So I know her story very well, but I, I don't want to fall into the same trap that I fell into with the second book where I edited the first 15 chapters and then realized it was terrible. So I'm doing all that ahead of time. <laughs> so I wonder like these people who write a book a month, like how do they, how do they develop these characters so quickly? Like how do they figure out who these people are so quickly? I, I mean, the it. only thing that I can think of is that they've done it so many times and it's, I don't want to say that it's formulaic because it's, I don't, I don't, that sounds insulting, but it's not supposed to be insulting, but it probably is in some way. I mean, I'm using the, I, I use the hero's journey, which is a formula. I mean, mm. every Hallmark Christmas movie is the same exact movie with just different characters in different locations. It's, it's and different clothes and different. All right. But every, <laughs> every, um, I'll say most women are bakers or executives or yeah. they probably have a douchey boyfriend or fiance because they can't have a husband because you can't have somebody cheat on somebody, yeah. but you can have a, which is still, you know, not good. And yeah. the guy in it is usually like from the country or he's got you know, a plaid hand. shirt on. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. and, and, and you, I mean, they're just watch four or five of them in a row, which I've done before and they're the same mm-hmm. movie. So it's not and like the, that doesn't work. The, the female always wears a hat with a little ball on top. Oh, there you go. That's, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. Always. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so anyway. formulaic <laughs> isn't necessarily bad, but I'm thinking it's because right. they've done it so much. It's like when I sit down to write a computer program, I don't have to learn again how to write like something that connects to a database because I've done it so many times that I can just sit down and do it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, I mean, most of the computer programs I write are formulaic in terms of they all have this, 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 this. And the only thing that's different is the screen because it's different data. So I I would say that a lot of it's so, I think it's just, it's practice. You just, you do it so much that after a while you can sit down and write it. You know what kind of things you're looking for. And And see my, I would be able to write faster. I think if I could do that, if I knew that formula, okay. Anybody out there who knows the formula, email me. (laughs) <laughs> you, you wouldn't have to, yeah, you wouldn't have to like stop, you know, and think about things. Yeah. You, you, you know, you could just write and yeah, so, because when I'm writing, I think, gosh, would this person really say that? It doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know? So. Yeah. Or, or if I write this, is that going to lead into something else that I'm going to have to write later or I'm going to have to go mm-hmm. back and fix and I'll, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, so so I have four, I have, like I said, I have four POV characters in this book. I know who character one is. Who are the other three? I know who, so number two, character number two only came about because in book one, I have a conversation between two characters. One of them is a side character, one is a main POV. And the, the main POV says to the side character, how do you know that? And he says, oh, I learned it from this person. And I did not plan on writing that sentence when I wrote that sentence. And now all of a sudden I thought, well, the person he learned it from is a main character in book three. So now he's a main character in book three <laughs> and we're going to learn why he knows what he knows. He's the, he's the ambiguous character. Then I mm-hmm. needed a character Then I needed a, a, a villain. Same thing as before. I need a villain. So I just pick someone. It, now this person is brand new, not in any of the first two books, whether mm-hmm. he makes it to the next one, I don't know. Um, and then I thought, well, okay, I'm going to take this fourth POV character and I'm going to kill her off in chapter seven. She's going to have one chapter, chapter four, where we introduce her, her regular world, whatever it's called. The, what do you call it in the hero's journey? Their, their regular life for their, I don't even remember now. I have, yeah. I have too, many, too many tabs open to even try to find it either. <laughs> anyway, st- normal world, regular world, whatever it's called. And, um, but I thought, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to introduce her normal world. Then I'm going to kill her off in chapter seven and you won't hear from her again. 
And then I thought, and that'll give one of my other characters motivation for why she does what she does, because this person gets killed. And then I thought, well, maybe I don't want to kill her off. Maybe that's kind of weird. So what, what I decided yesterday, and again, I still don't know if this is good or not, because it's different style, is I have four acts. I might even put like end of act one in the book. And then mm. at the beginning of act two, the next chapter is um, uh, uh, almost like a prologue from this fourth character's point of view to to update us with um, how the current world is based on the things that the other three characters are doing. And it's really hard to be more specific because I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> I also don't know who is going to survive this book. Um, but this is the third book of the three, the first three in the series. And, and these three books all lead into book four. They all funnel into book four. So basically what I'm doing is I'm taking everyone who survives the first three books and, and now they're all going to be in book four. I don't think I'm going to have like nine POV characters because that would be really hard to write, but uh, I might have a lot. So interesting. So the other thing that I want to say is I, so I don't know the characters. Uh, that's where we started with this. I don't know the characters yet. So what I decided I was going to write in segments. Instead of plotting out the entire book, I'm going to plot it in segments and then write it in segments. So my first segment is the first five cha four chapters of the book, which is where we learn every all the four characters. Then the next three or four or five chapters is going to be what I call the game because there's a, a game coming up where all these characters are going to play in it and not everyone's going to survive, including the fourth point of view character. And then, and then I believe at the end of the game, that's going to be kind of like the um, crossing the first threshold in the hero's journey where they all, they all get sent back in time to do what they need to do. And that's where we go into act two. So I'm kind of plotting it a little bit at a time, maybe four or five chapters at a time. And the only reason I'm doing it that way is because like you said, you don't know your characters and neither do I. So I figured mm -hmm. if I write the chapter for my villain, that'll help me understand his character better so that when he gets into the game, which is the next segment, I know mm -hmm. he'll, how he'll act in the game. So I'm not going to pants this, but I'm not going to plot the entire book all at once. I'm really going to plot as I go. And um, yeah, so that's, and I also learned yesterday or, or uh, two days ago, I cannot use plotter. I know I paid for it. I know I downloaded it and I started using it. I cannot use it. Um, Why? I, I think it's because I can't get like this giant mega overview of the book all at once. Like I can. But that's the beauty of Plotter. You don't have to. When I stand in my back room and look at my bulletin board where I've handwritten all of my note cards yeah. and I can see the different colors of the note cards, which show me the characters and I can, I can write in like big letters, hero's journey and, and all that stuff on there. I think, um, I think that is so much better for me. So I have right now, I have white, green, yellow, and orange note cards. And those are, those are my three of my characters and then kind of like my, my narrator overview that I'm putting on my bulletin board. But I needed one more color. So yesterday I ordered, um, I ordered blue note cards. They'll be here tomorrow. And that's going to be my fourth POV character. It's probably going to open each act if I continue to do that. And I'm going to continue plotting the old way. It's the only way that I can do it. Um, yeah, I'm the computer guy in the family, but I can't do this stuff on computer. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I just I can't love do it. it. I love Plotter because you can cross-reference things and... It, I oh, it's a, it. No, it is a great program. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It is well worth the money I spent on it. I don't like that overview that I like right now, if I open my plotter, I have like five or six, I have a hero's journey for a couple of my people in there as their own timelines. I have a random things that happened from the first two books so that I can get those things in there. Yeah. 
And I can't see the screen unless I make everything super small and then I can't read it. So I just uh, like that overview of standing in my back room and staring at my bulletin board. I'll take a picture of my bulletin board and put it in the show notes yeah. um, so, that, so that you can see what I'm talking about because I just, um, yeah, I can't do it. I got I to gotta keep doing that by hand. Huh. So that was um, my writing style. Let me jump back to, and let me just make a note for the, bulletin board picture so I don't forget because I forget um, okay so in terms of my wrap-up for September uh, I think I said last week it was my highest amount in, in one month and uh, it ended on Wednesday I made $112.43 in sales that's the most I've ever made in one month and it goes back to the fact that my book is 99 cents when I make the majority of the sales so I'm selling a lot of books I'm just not making a whole lot of money <clears throat> and then I have this decision to make in November. What do I want to do? Do I want to put book one back down to 99 cents and not make much money on it and try to help? Hopefully people kind of move into book two after that. I think that's what I'm going to do. I haven't decided yet, uh, mm -hmm. but I think that's what I'm going to do. And actually what's cool is I'm already on pace four days into this month to outdo September. Um, I've made a lot of sales this month. That's I'm actually kind of surprised. Um, I do have a lot of things running or going that, that um that makes sense to why i'm doing well i have a let's see i have my amazon advertising going and let me just recap that real quick i have those three ads that i did last week and i will say that they have gotten me let's see 3200 impressions four clicks which is one every 811 which is actually less than a thousand so i'm happy about that i've only spent 63 cents which is 16 cents per click which i'm happy about that and it's generated exactly zero orders and zero pages read so you know it's not actually doing anything for me but i do like the numbers of of the the uh clicks per impression and the costs per click hopefully if i get a couple sales out of it it'll make sense so i have that going i joined a book funnel um sales promo that runs through october 15th it has 11 clicks so far i have a story origin run that runs through the whole month i don't know how to track that they don't actually show how many people clicked on your book and if they do i haven't mm -hmm. found it yet um i really need to find a way to um, be able to track all of this and i know again back to six figure authors they talked earlier this week about <laughs> how Amazon does not allow you to use uh, tracking links in to, I guess to them, I think it is in emails and, and probably things like this. And it's possible that book funnel and story origin doesn't allow it, but it's so funny to hear people like that talk about it. Well, they'll, they'll say something like, yeah, they don't, they don't really allow it. Um, you know, if you do it, you can get banned or you can get in trouble. I mean, I've done it, but you know, you're not supposed to <laughs> like every one of them will come right out and they'll either, they'll either insinuate that they've done it by the way they talk or they'll just say, yeah, yeah I've done it a couple times. My guess is they all do it every single time. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I don't want to do it because I'm fearful of the same things they talk about, which is losing your Amazon account. So I probably won't, but there's gotta be a way to, to, to track who goes where. The only thing I could come up with right now is to create a landing page on your website for each one and then send people to that landing page. But I hate that extra click of them going to the landing page and then going to Amazon. I think you lose a lot of sales that way. So I don't want to do that. But yeah. as a computer programmer, I'm wondering if I create like a 10 second redirect where it goes to that page and after five seconds, 10 seconds, it automatically redirects to Amazon. But again, I don't know if that somehow is against the rules. Um, I just don't know enough about it yet. So that's on the list of things to look into at some point in the future. Um, Cause I would like to know what's doing well. Like I, I know for a fact, Amazon ads are garbage. They are not doing well at all. Um, they haven't done well for me 
in a long time and possibly ever. Um, and I think it's probably because of the way I do them. People will talk about them and say they're good. I don't mm -hmm. have like a hundred ads running that have thousands of keywords. I, I don't just, I don't have that. And maybe if I had that and I was doing like 10 cents per click, 15 cents per click, I'd get a, you know, not as many impressions because my click, my click cost is so low or my mm -hmm. impression cost is so low. But if you have, it's almost like a numbers game. It's like what people will tell you when you walk into a bar, Hey, just keep asking enough people out and one of them will say yes. <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't, I've never actually tried it cause I don't like bars, but, um, I guess so. So maybe I need to create like a hundred ads to see what happens when, when you do that, um, ads challenge, see if, cause I did the ad challenge with Brian Cohen back in like January, February. And yeah. I just didn't have to, cause I worked during the day. I didn't have time to check in on it during the day. So I didn't do a very good job at it. So when you do it, um, see what they say in terms of how many ads you should create. I'm really curious. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, let's see. And I'm probably going to stop doing the book funnel story origin uh, ma mailing list builder type free giveaways for my origins uh, prequel novella. I want to get that onto Kindle Unlimited really bad. It's 100 pages. It's part of the series. I feel like if people read the first two books, they'll read that too. And I'd like to get paid for it. And um, I've given it away to so many people that I don't know how much I have left to give that away. So that means, but it's still in the, when you go to the back of my book, or, or I put something out there on Facebook that says sign up for my mailing list. You still get it for free when you sign up for the mailing list. So I'd so have to put write, it on Kindle Unlimited then? No. So I'd have to do something oh. else. Yeah, I'd have to write yeah. something else. And I'm thinking about writing something that is like 10 to 15 pages, like really short. That is a story about one completely useless side character that, that um, no, it's like, the, okay, it's like in The Empire Strikes Back, right? There's the scene in... Um, in near the end in Cloud City when Lando Calrissian goes onto the speaker and says, the, the bad guys are here, everybody run. And you see this guy and he comes around the corner and he's holding an ice cream maker. <laughs> and, no, and, and it's only because I think they wanted to shove something in his hands so they just uh -huh. grabbed an ice cream maker. And for the longest time, I don't think any, until the internet came out, I don't think anybody knew it was an ice cream maker. If you, if you go, <laughs> If you go to the Wikipedia, which is the Star Wars version of the Wikipedia, the Wookiee, uh -huh. you go to that, there's probably like a nine page write up on this guy's backstory, right? And in the Mandalorian, in like episode two, I think it is, or three, when, um, when the Mandalorian brings back, and I'm just going to say the, the, the prize, I don't want to spoil anything because it's fantastic. Um, and he, he sets it in front of the, the guy that Werner Herzog plays. He lifts up this thing and it's an ice cream maker. Like they totally did that on purpose to, to John Favreau said, I'm going to, I'm going to call back to the ice cream maker at Empire Strikes Back. So I'm sure I have something like that somewhere in my book, a character that I yeah. just mentioned one. And I can think of one right now where I could write like a 15 page, you know, I don't know, 2000 word short story and then give that away, tie it into the book well enough to where they want to read more, put the first couple chapters in the back of it. And just give that away and then take that origins book. Because like I said, when I get done with the six books, the first three in the series and the first, the, the prequel trilogy, I will be putting that out there on Kindle Limited as either a box set or one large book or both. And I, I yeah. have to get it, you know, I have to get it out of, um, quit giving it away by then. So. It's funny you said that because just yesterday I was telling Jeremy that when I get to 800 subscribers, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to have to pay for it. You know, it's getting close that I want to take, um, 
my my prequel novelette and put it on KU and make it part of the series. Um, but then I need something to give away. Well, I have the beginnings of that short story that I entered into the uh, steamy romance short story thing that Craig is doing. Um, so I thought I could maybe finish that, you know, 5,000 words or whatever, and make that kind of a giveaway. And, and the main character in that short story is friends with Maggie, who is the main character in book two. So it still kind of ties in, you know, and people might want to read it if they like the Worth the Wait series. Um, so yeah, I was just talking to Jeremy about that yesterday. You may want to, and I think this is something I would want to do too, where you try to say, have that character do or say something that is like, makes the reader want to know more about their story. Yeah. So if, if Maggie is, you know, after some guy, I don't know what your book two plot is, but is after some guy, maybe she mentions this guy a couple different times in passing to your main character in your short story. Mm -hmm. And I would do the same thing. I would have something like that. There's only one character I can think of off the top of my head. I have this old lady in book one who I have at a funeral and she hugs the mother of the main character, the villain actually, and then walks past the villain and gives him kind of a side eye look, like a, mm -hmm. a, not, a, not a nice look. And then I yeah. just left it. Like I didn't do anything with it. And the <laughs> idea was if I want to use that later, I can. And um, so she could be the character that I just write something happened, you know, in, yeah. in her past or something like that. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to need to do at some point in the future. And so are you apparently. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So add that to our future running list of things to do. Yeah, no doubt. In all of um, our spare time. Yeah, because we seem to knock stuff off there pretty good. Um, <laughs> so my, I have one Facebook ad running right now as we speak for the month of October. Uh, working on getting a second one up there, but I haven't yet because I still have budget left over. But I will say the Facebook ad that I'm running right now is doing really well. Um, it's, it's, it's at 19 cents per click. That's the first one I've had that's below 20 cents. And in fact, my last... Uh, six have been 32 cents has been the lowest. So I just completely bypassed 20 cents per click and went right to 19. I, I, I don't know why I can tell you that the, the image that I'm using is I created it on book brush. It's a cityscape with a fire over top of it. It has the book cover on the right side on the left side at the, at the top, it has the tagline for the book. And then at the bottom in italics, it has one quote, from a review that is, a, I mm -hmm. think is a really good quote. I'll try to put the, um, an image to it in the show notes. It'll either be an image or it'll be a link to a YouTube video where I uploaded it. So you can see the actual moving, um, video portion of it. Um, that's why we love book brush so much is because what you can mm -hmm. create in there. And this is the first one I've created that has both a, a tagline and a quote in it. Um, oh, I forgot to tell this story. Um, a couple last month I created a book brush video and it was, it was the one that only had a quote on it. It was the first one that only had a quote and it, it ran for about two weeks. And, and on day 13, somebody commented on it and they wrote, um, with a spelling error on your ad, I'm not sure how I feel about the book. And I just went, you know what? That's a fair point. So I immediately changed it to something else. So yeah, you'll want to make sure that your ads are, are spell corrected. Cause I totally, what happened is it wasn't a spelling error. It was a grammar error because I, wrote the text out and then I made a change to it where I copy and paste, but I forgot to change the word before the copy and paste. And it was, I forget what it was, but it was like two, the two again. And I just forgot to take the two, the first two out. Yeah. Or the second two out. It was weird. So that, that happened laugh, in, that happened in my book 
So the first, I don't even know how many people, 75 people who ordered my book, there is um, that exact thing. It was like two something two again. Um, and then I caught it and fixed it. But yeah, it's, it's the danger of copy. Probably paste. the one that you have has that, that error. In oh, it. I'll have to check. It's like a, it's one of those um, rare ones. Like it'll be like a, a football card from the eighties where there's a mistake made on only a few of them. And now it's yeah. worth a bunch of, so this is going to be worth a bunch of money in the future. Well, let's just hope. <laughs> I need to get you autographing it and we'll be good. So, um, I'm so going 19... to get my, while you're talking, I'm going to get my book and look up where it is. Um, so ni- 19 cents per click is, is really, really good. I'm hoping that it continues at that rate. And I'm guessing that has a lot to do with why I'm um, having my best first four days of a month that I've ever had. And I hope that it, I don't know if it's going to continue at this rate, especially since if I go in right now and I refresh my dashboard, I have zero today. I have no sales, no page reads, no page reads for the first time since uh, September 17th. So we'll see if that can keep going today. Uh, but yeah, 19 cents. I'm pretty excited about that. So like I said, I'll put a link to it so you can see it. And then quickly, let me give a a quick financial update. As I said, we are back to 40 hours a a week at work and this is a month. We get quarterly bonuses at work based on sales. We've had really good sales the last few months. Everything's going really well right now in terms of uh, work and money. So I won a fantasy baseball league last week and got paid for that yesterday. That was $500. And I got my paycheck coming on the 15th and then my bonus should be around the 28th. This is going to be a really, really good day for credit card. Um, it's a potential that I could pay off 50% of the current balance with, wow. with, the, amount of, yeah, with the amount of money I'm putting on it. And uh, at that rate, I'm still looking at um, January 15th as the day that I pay it off. And then after that, I start working on the 401k and saving for a car and paying off my house and all that good stuff. So that's where I am financially. In terms of last week, did you find it or not? I'm still looking. Go ahead. Okay. In terms of last week, um, (laughs) Sunday, I watched football most of the day, although I didn't really watch it as intense as I usually do. It was on. I was annoyed with the Browns, even though they won, I think. Yeah. I was really annoyed with them in the beginning, so I just turned it off and um, I had red zone on. So anytime any t- players from the, from that game w- were close to scoring, I saw everything. It was just there. They were hard to watch in the beginning. So I ended up just watching general football all day. Uh, red zone is a great, great thing. And you see every score as it's about to happen, which I love, especially with as many fantasy football teams as I have. And I worked on my, Octo- I continued working on the October marketing, the Amazon ads and, and all those different things that I, that I created. Um, I worked from home all week. Uh, again, and I don't really remember specifically Monday through Friday what I did. I know a couple things. I mean, I wrote at lunch every day, but there were a couple of days. You know, I have these these things at work. I have this one large project I've been working on for a while. I installed it into one plant last summer, and I'm getting ready to install it into another plant by the end of the year. So that's my big project. But throughout the week, every now and then I'll have like these four or five things that just pop up that take time away. And I had a week like that where I just had four or five of these projects that popped up. So sometimes my lunch kind of, I worked into my lunch break to try to knock these things off the list. So going into next week, I wouldn't have them, which I was able to do. Very glad about that. Um, Monday, it poured like crazy Monday night. And I just worry about my golf simulator back there because I have a tarp as the roof and it's not sloped. So the rain just kind of gathers in there and so Monday night I went out there and I thought this is going to collapse. The water's going to kill it. And I took a butcher knife out 
it's funny. It was like 9.30 at night. I have a butcher knife and a flashlight and I'm walking around my backyard trying to get to my simulator. And I went inside the simulator and I looked up and you could see the rain just pooling in this thing. And, and you know, rain is heavy. Water is heavy, people. So I just took the butcher <laughs> knife and sliced across the top like some kind of a weird serial killer in a horror movie. And now it's good. Now it's great because the rain has somewhere to go and the roof, it's, it hangs a little bit, but it's not bad. I used it a couple of days ago. Um, and it, it's fine. So, but I'm still working on my building. I'm going to build a building around it at some point in the next four to six weeks. I just have to get the plans together. Oh, no, you look like you wanted to say something. No. Huh? Okay. So Saturday, that would be <laughs> yesterday, I golfed in the morning and then I was kind of lazy when I got home, but then I came, I continued working on chapter four. So I wanted to get the first segment done. The first segment consists of the prologue and the first four chapters. I have the first three and a half chapters done and part of chapter four written. I have part of the prologue written. So I'll finish those over the next couple of days and then I'll start in the next segment. Today, we're going to do this podcast. I'm going to watch football and uh, I'm not really feeling good about the Browns this week. So I probably won't watch the whole game. Probably to create some more Amazon ads, and that'll be the extent of what I do writing-wise today is just create some Amazon ads. And that was my week last week. Nice. I can't find it, but I will, and I'll let you know where it is. Um, So almost every day last week, we had virtual lessons and homework. Um, Well, actually, every day we had virtual lessons and homework. Um, We went to dinner at Anna's and watched a movie. We finished the Hunger Games movies, and I, I forgot how good they were. They're just so good. Um, and then we started back up with Big Bang Theory. Um, we were somewhere in the middle of season four, um, which is my least favorite season. Anna has never seen it. Um, so it's fun watching it with her, you know, having never seen it before. Uh, Jeremy had a big uh, chemistry lab project that he had to do. So Thursday and Friday, he skipped out on us. So um, Anna and I watched Emma on Thursday. And then sticking with the Jane Austen theme, we watched Becoming Jane on Friday. Um, so Monday I taught five classes and I cleaned my house. I spent hours cleaning this house and I didn't even scrub anything. I literally spent hours picking up and putting away and I vacuumed both upstairs and downstairs took forever and it was hot and I didn't like it. Um, so I didn't do any writing only thinking. And here's the funny thing. There's this part in Reluctant Heart where Casey is vacuuming her house and she's thinking about things that she could do or say to make the situation better. And I didn't realize it until Monday when I was vacuuming that I have some of my best thoughts while I'm vacuuming. And apparently Casey does too. But when I was writing that scene, it didn't occur to me that I do great thinking while I'm vacuuming too. So anyway, um, I, uh, I was thinking about the plot and, and, and how I can make this meet cute um, better. Um, on Tuesday, I had four classes. I went to physical therapy for my shoulder. Um, and then I pulled out all of my receipts for my author expenses. And I printed the ones that I didn't have for all of 2020, which took quite a while. Um, and then I created an account on Quicken. So I use Quicken for my personal finance stuff, but I opened another account on Quicken um, and I started entering everything. And then I also made a few spreadsheets just to keep track of things. Um, Kean had his last football practice on Tuesday evening. And then afterward, we had a little pizza party. And the coach gave a speech about each player and gave him a medal. And it was really cute. Um, Kean is super shy around people he doesn't know. And so the coach made the comment that half the time he didn't even know if Kean heard him. 
until Kian went out on the field and did exactly what he told him to do. Because Kian's just so quiet and shy that he's not going to say, okay, coach, or even nod his head. He's just going to not look. Um, so we had a little talk with him about that. Um, when I, I, but I like, I like the fact that he listened and uh, went out and did stuff. You know, he's going to be really easy to coach going forward if yeah. that's how he handles it, yeah. Yeah, he um, he did really well this season. Whatever position the coach put him in, he did a great job at it. Um, the boy can throw. He can Good. throw a football and aim it, and it, it blows my mind how talented he is. And I realize he's my kid, and I'm supposed to think that he's talented, but he's really talented, and he is fast. He's like a cheetah. Um, yesterday, the very last play of the very last game um, – the, the kid on the other team caught the ball and he got through all of the people trying to grab his flag. And Kean was kind of maybe like 10 yards away from him. And Kean caught up to him and pulled his flag when he was at like the two yard line. Nice. It was, it was crazy. The whole place was cheering. It was awesome. Um, anyway. So then uh, Wednesday, I taught four classes. I didn't do any writing. Um, I just continued working on that accounting stuff, just making sure that I had everything in there. Uh, Thursday, I didn't have any classes and I didn't do any writing. I finished entering all the debits and credits into the author Quicken account. And then I cleaned up the spreadsheets and I made them look pretty and made sure all of my equations were correct. Um, and then I also went to the post office and uh, mailed the last of the signed author copies. Uh, Friday, no classes. I went to physical therapy. I didn't do any writing. I had this brilliant idea because it was like 65 degrees. I thought, I'm going to clean out the shed. Because I've been wanting to clean out the shed, but it's so hot in Georgia, you'll melt. So I cleaned out the shed, um, and it, it was such a disaster. I have before and after pictures. It was a disaster. Um, we used to have this 150-gallon fish tank in our living room. Um, and the day before Jeremy deployed, two days before Jeremy deployed last time, it started leaking. 150 gallons started leaking in my living room. So we had to take all the fish and put them in a different tank and we had to get a hose and we had to get the water out. And anyway, so because he was getting ready to leave and I did not want to deal with, you know, getting the tank fixed and setting it back up again. It's a, it's a large tank. We decided we're just going to put it upstairs. We have the, this little, when you go up our stairs, you go around the corner into like a small bedroom. It's our guest room, but there's like this little kind of alcove nook right there. So we put the stand in the tank up there and then we covered it with one of those movers blankets just so that when people walk by, they didn't hit it. Or, you know, when Kian is playing with his friends, they didn't hit it and bust the glass or whatever. Um, and after Jeremy got home, I got him to carry the tank outside. And I said, I want to put the stand in the shed. He's like, well, there's no room in the shed. So Friday I cleaned out the shed and then I took a tape measure and I measured the tank stand and I measured the space in the shed. And then I just kind of set the, um, the tape measure on the floor of the shed. And I took a picture of it. I ran upstairs to Jeremy's office where he was working on his chemistry homework. And I showed him this picture and said, this tape measure shows you where the tank will, or where the tank stand will sit. And we still have room for the lawnmower because I've now cleaned out the shed. So he agreed and we put the tank stand in the shed. And we put the lawnmower in the shed. And now anything that we need to get to, we can actually get to it because it's organized, which is fantastic. 
So I had lunch and then I was thinking, well, it's still cool outside and I'm not super tired. Um, I'm going to clean off the back patio, our screened in patio area. So I completely took everything off of the patio except for we have um, this stand with wood in it for our fireplace. Obviously, I wasn't going to move all the wood out. And then I got the hose and it took me a couple of hours. I didn't think it would take this long, but it took me a couple of hours to spray out the, um, the back patio. And the reason why it took me so long was because the way our back patio slopes, it slopes to the front corner where the water can't escape. So it's this pool of dusty, grassy, pollen-filled swamp. So I would spray and then I'd have to take the utility um, broom and like push all the water to the other side of the patio and out the door. But as I'm pushing water, it's kind of going around the broom and it's pulling back in that corner. So over and over and over, I had to keep doing this. And then when I get the water out, a lot of that pollen grassy mess would still be sitting on the concrete. So I would start spraying it again. It was a process. And I think next time I'm going to use our leaf blower and vacuum cleaner. Um, I, I just think that might be more efficient. However, I got it all sprayed out, but I wanted to wait for it to dry before I brought in all the furniture and cleaned all the furniture. Um, and we were getting ready to go to Anna's for dinner. So I just left it out for the night. Um, and then um, Saturday after Kean's football game, I went and I finished the back patio. But also on Friday, I got a Twitter message from Edwin Downward. He writes um, sci-fi. And it said, had an ad for Reluctant Heart by Lindsay Evernoff show up in my Yahoo mail feed and thought I'd let her know the word was getting out. So yay. How, and how, did, how did you do that? I have no idea. Yeah, that was my, my big question is how did you do that? So when I did the Facebook ad, it said like Instagram... And maybe it said Yahoo there and I don't remember, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'll have to go back into the stats and look at it. But, um, I really, I don't know. I don't recall clicking Yahoo. Um, but then Saturday I got another message from him, um, or another tweet rather, um, where he mentioned me and it said another ad for Lindsay Evanoff's first book in my Yahoo mail feed, romance readers in my timeline, check it out. And then he hashtagged it blatant shout out. So I, Thanked him for the blatant shout out. I loved it. It was awesome. Thank you so much. That was And now you're you're giving him one right now too. So that works. Oh yeah. 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 Edwin downward. He writes some sci-fi check him out. (laughs) Um, I think his Twitter handle is Edwin downward author. If anybody wants to check him out. No, it's it's not. It doesn't have author at the end of it. Oh, it doesn't. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. I thought it did. All right. Well, anyway, check him out. Um, so let's see here. Also Saturday, the football game, I finished the back patio and then I went to target with Anna. It's the first time I had been to target since the beginning of March. And I don't remember if it was always that busy or if it was just, I hadn't been there in so long. I forgot what it was like to be around so many people. I, I, I'm really not sure, but it was a little claustrophobic. Um, I had to recover from that a little bit. I took three of my reluctant heart bookmarks. And I left them in random places in the book section. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but it was fun. It felt a little naughty. I don't do anything to break rules. I'm like you. Like, I'm too afraid of getting in trouble. So I'm like putting these bookmarks up for a book that Target doesn't even sell. And I'm just like discreetly putting them places. It was a little rush for me. 
Um, what else did I do? Let's see here. Uh, today podcast, I'm going to do laundry. Kian has two school assignments that, um, we didn't finish from last week. So we need to do those. And I really need to clean my master bathroom. It's quite dusty. Um, that was my week basically. As far as my running list of future things to do, um, I need to figure out a schedule where I can work out, write, and keep my house clean. So on um, a, a book, uh, why am I having trouble with this? Well, while you're coming the up with read. that, let me, just, let me just tell you how, what my schedule is for that. I okay. write, uh-huh. somebody else cleans my house, and I don't exercise. So there you go. Oh, well, I mean, that's one way to do it. I mean, that works for you. <laughs> that won't work for me. I used to have somebody clean my house, but then the COVID thing hit and Kian is high risk. And so just having someone come into my house didn't seem uh, responsible. I don't know if that's the right word. Anyway, on Goodreads um, and on Facebook, actually, I'm in, I'm in her Facebook group. It's um, Alessandra. Alice, Alessandra. Why can I never remember this? We're old. Alessandra. <laughs> Uh, oh, Alessandra Torre, Tor, T-O-R-R-E, Inkers, is the Facebook group. It's for romance writers. But I also follow her on Goodreads. And somebody asked her, when you're writing a book, what is your schedule like? like? How often do you write? And she said that she writes four hours a day, six days a week. And she finishes one book in six weeks. Four hours a day, six days for a week. I can't. No way I could do that. Yeah. Could you? So I thought, what's that? Could you do that? When Kian goes back to school, I could quite easily. Good for you. So um, this is my plan. I bought this. It's a Commit 30 planner. I don't know if you get ads on Facebook for Commit 30, but it's basically like you commit 30 days each month to doing something. But I like it because I like doing block scheduling. And the way this planner is set up, I can do block scheduling. So I think this planner is going to help me with that so that I can do like get Kian ready for school from seven to eight, do my workout from eight until nine 30 or 10 shower, get something to eat. And then I can write from 11 to three. And then from three to four, I can do whatever housework, just take an hour a day to clean something. Um, and then it'll be time for Kian to get home from school. And I can still, I won't be able to write, but I can still kind of do things um, when he's around. So I really think this planner is going to help me out. And I'm excited about it. The only problem is it doesn't start until January. So I need to create my own block schedule between October 19th when Keen goes back to school and December 31st. Just you, can um, you use the January? Could you use the October one at the end of that? Oh, my brain can't do that. No, okay. no, no, sorry. no, no, my bad. no, no. Sorry, sorry. Ooh. Sorry, I almost Ooh. overloaded you there. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I also need to figure out book two characters and create more scenes and I need to learn how to advertise in a more productive way. So that's my running list. What's yours? Oh, I don't know. It's always the same. And I'm doing like four <laughs> things at once right now. I don't know if you see me like looking at my computer while you're talking. I'm, I'm listening. I really am. But <laughs> fantasy, fantasy football is crazy right now with the fact that the Chiefs and the Patriots are going to be, looks like they're going to be playing tomorrow night now instead of today. But at least we have a day. We know the day and time they're going to play. So I have 15 lineups that I have to deal with. And at the same time, people are dealing with 
uh, rules and all this weird stuff that's going on. So it's just, it's a mess today. So mm. um, I, it's the same as it's been. Uh, I want to learn how to get better at newsletters. And let me talk about that real quick. Well, the other one is the autograph paperbacks, which, you know, I keep saying that. I don't know when I'm going to take the time to do it. I want to do it. Um, but it, it's one of those things that takes more time than I really want to commit. Even like yesterday when I got home and I was super lazy for like three hours, I still didn't want to sit at my computer and try to figure out how to get paperbacks up on my website. So um, <laughs> learn how to get better at newsletters. So I sent a newsletter this morning. I forgot, I forgot to put this in my news section. And it, it does advertise the two promos I did for, um, for uh, the, the sales of the first book through Story Origin and Book Funnel. But what I wanted to try to do is I wanted to try to be a little bit more personable or personal than... Um, then just say, hey, here's some promos and, and here's where I am with book three and here's a picture of my dog because that's what I had been doing for a while. So what I did this time, and I don't, did you get it? Did you see it? Yeah, I did. I read it right before the, right before okay. we started the podcast. So what I did was now I did this thing where I, I so I did two things in here. Number one, I, I'm sending this to people and then two days later, it's going to people who didn't open it. So the subject line for the people today was, I really, really want to write a TV show. And so the, the email starts off with me talking about how, uh, actually, it, the, the, the third section of the email talks about how I was talking to my mom yesterday, and I told her how I cast my book, and I'm going to, eventually when this series is done, I'm going to put it out there and try to get it to be a TV show. And um, I talked about how did I cast my characters while I was writing it. So I said, hey, I cast you know, this, this character here is based on Rachel McAdams in a movie. Here's the trailer. And I wrote something like, have you seen it? If you have seen it, did you like it? Did you like her character? You know, did you see, um, when you read my book, if you read my book, did you see anything like this when you were, when you were reading it? What did you see? I asked about six questions with the hope that people will write back to me and say, Oh no, this is what I saw. or That's what I saw. So that is in the third section of the email. The email that goes out two days from now to people who didn't open it, the subject line is, um, what is the subject line? It's, um, oh, I, it's, it's something like, I need a TV show. And the email opens with me saying, I don't currently have any TV shows in my life that I watch. And I mentioned shows I liked in the past and characters I liked in the past. And, and I said, what do you guys watch? I need something. So send me something and I'll pick, I said, pitch me, pitch me a TV show and I'll pick my favorite one and then I'll watch it regardless of what it is. And I don't want to watch violence. I don't like blood and gore on Netflix, but so I probably will just push that aside. Um, but I'm hoping I get something and I can watch like the first season between now and when I watch, when I send out my next email or even the first couple episodes and then do kind of a running thing in these emails where a, I talk about stuff I'm watching and B, I, I think each email that I put out there right now, I'm going to talk about one of the characters in my books and how I cast them. So um, that could be something that I do over the next four or five emails, which is give me some content, A. It'll give people a reason to reply. And maybe if they like certain things, they'll be interested in reading it. So that's kind of where I am right now. The second section was where I said, you know, hey, speaking of good characters and storylines, here's a couple of promos where you might find the next good character based on, and I, I tried to tie it into the first paragraph. And then the last one is obviously Max, my dog, because I always put pictures of my dogs and emails because every, every time I send an email, I get responses from at least one or two people. And it's not always the same person who tells me how cute my dog is. So um, I like putting pictures of him in there because I think it makes people read it. And I put them at the bottom because I want them to scroll to the bottom of it. 
Um, so that, that was the email that I did. I'm going to see how this does. And if this turns out to be like a nice email to send where I get some responses, or maybe I get a higher open rate or a higher click rate, um, then I am going to, I'm going to keep doing this over the next four or five emails I send out where I talk about needing to watch TV shows or even movies. And, um, and then maybe in the next one I do, I'll talk about stuff I like in the past. And then I'll also have a profile of one of, one of the characters in my book and which character in my head I was thinking of from a TV show or a movie. Because I, I have a few of them. I have probably six or seven of them that are, are from TV show or movie characters. And I have like four or five of them that are, that are people that I know in real life where I just made, took their, their attitude or their look or something about them and made them part of the character. So, Yeah, I did the same thing. Jana is actually someone that I know. I need to that's what I need to do with like TV and movie to find the characters for book two. Yeah. I actually, I thought it was really, really good here because when I write a character, being able to just see them yeah. for me is like a big deal. Like being able to see them, I can almost picture them like, like I'm almost using my imagination to imagine them doing the things that I'm writing. And if something mm -hmm. seems a little bit unrealistic for a character now, again, when I say unrealistic, I mean, relative to the fact that I have time travel in my book. But um, <laughs> I, did have, I did have somebody comment on, oh, let me talk about that too. I had somebody comment on one of my, my Facebook ads, one of the first ones I did where they were like, this is unrealistic. If somebody were to travel back in time and go to the Wild West, the diseases would kill them. And I want to be like, yeah, but you accept the fact that they can travel through time? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's okay. And I also have this, I was going to ask you about this and I forgot to do it last week. I have a Facebook ad out there and whenever I make a Facebook ad, I duplicate the previous one and it pulls over the comments. I have this guy that commented on a Facebook ad probably back in September, maybe even August. And then he, and it was this weird like rantings of a madman stuff. It had nothing to do with my ad. On one of them, he did take my ad copy or my, my blurb and he copied it into the post and then he answered each thing as he went through and they're weird they are strange things. I'm going to try to pull one up. But I went back to Mark Dawson's um, to see what to do about this. Because I remember you said you deleted them, right? I deleted you got anything things you that, was, like. that was rude, disgusting, negative. You didn't ban the people, though, did you? Or did you just ban the people also? Do you remember? Uh one, I think two of them I did ban because they they didn't just like say something nasty or put a nasty meme up. They put like twenty seven. Yeah, like they okay. really took some time to hate on my on my ad. That must be a thing because I um where's it at? Where here it is. This is I'm not gonna say who it is or anything like that. But like the first comment that he made, and I actually what I did was I went in and hid the comments. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now I can't even can I even see it? So I can't even see it unless I go in and unhide it. And I don't, oh, here it is. He wrote, um, he talks about coronavirus. There's one of them where it says, me, I like solving problems, but here's his way of solving his ordeal. And then he goes into all this stuff. And then there are other ones. Um, here's one. These are, thing, these are what I can do within an aggressively working. This is great for a young person like me. Here's what 2015 has for me. And it's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So I literally yeah. went in and just hid these because according to what Mark Dawson said, you can, you can hide someone. They don't know that it's hidden and their uh -huh. friends don't know that it's hidden. Their friends would also see it. But yeah. people that look at the ad who don't know that person, they, they, they don't see that it's hidden. Uh -huh. or they, I'm sorry. They don't see it because it's hidden. So 
I don't want to ban this person because they apparently keep, they've, I went in, I remember I looked at it and it was like, oh, there's three replies from that person. And like an hour later I went back and it's like, oh, 25 new replies from that person. And they're like the ramblings of a madness. So yeah. So um, yeah. So I went in and hit it. Uh, so p- people couldn't see it. I don't, like I said, I don't want to ban that person cause I don't want to tick them off cause they might uh-huh. go in there and see that they can't, they can't see it anymore. Um, cause who knows how crazy they might be. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's my, my thing there is just to keep hiding. Uh, I only hiding. had a couple women, like one woman, she, um, reported me for oh, putting nice. stuff on her page that she didn't want. Doesn't understand <laughs> how ads work. Yeah. Um, but the majority of the hate that I got was from men. But ever since I've been only putting, like I've been putting women only on my ads um, for that reason. So you know what? I think I did that this time. I only put women. I don't remember. I wonder if that's part of why my cost per click is so much lower because I know that I only put 45 and up age wise because remember we talked about how we looked at our stats mm-hmm. and the majority of our clicks came from 45 and up for me, it was like 50, 50 yeah. women versus men, but I just chose one side just to see what would happen. Yeah. So anyway, where was I? Holy cow. Okay. Addicted to. So, um, in terms <laughs> of addicted, well, anyway, so the point is I want to, I'm trying to be better at newsletters. I'm trying to get away from, um, uh, here's something about me. Here's my book update. Here's some promos and here's my dog. I'm trying to it, it more interact more. Hopefully they'll answer my questions and send email responses and I can, again, I'm going to weed out the freebie seekers at some point. I just haven't done it yet. So, mm. all right. Addicted to this week is more about building that building. I want to build over my golf simulator. Um, I, I, I went and bought some graph paper and I've been working on planning it. I have to send something to the city to try to get a permit. Uh, and once I do that, I'm going to look into ordering the wood. Like I, I put down all the wood I need. Um, on, on a couple of note cards and I'm ready to order that. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the permit. So that's what I've been doing in the evenings throughout the week is kind of going out and measuring things out there and taking a look at things and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my real big addiction right now. Mine is just counting down the days until Kean goes back to school, which is two weeks and one day, by the way. We only have sure. four more days of virtual learning though because Friday starts his fall break. So I'm pretty excited about that. So wait, how, um, so, so how long is the break? Friday and then the next week. Oh, okay. The next, and then he goes back after that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, he's sending me, so whenever he downloads a game on his iPad, um, I have to approve it and he keeps asking for these ones that are 12 and up. I don't know if you can hear that dinging, but that's key in sending me game requests. Anyway, um, Monday I don't, okay. So I don't have classes all week. It's some Chinese holiday or festival or something. Um, so I have zero classes. Um, Monday, we're going to work on key and school stuff. Um, and I need to figure out what supplies he needs to go back to in-person learning. Cause normally they need like, you know, two one inch binders and X number of folders and pencils and markers and whatever. Um, I'm going to continue to brainstorm book two, um, find the characters voices and figure out who they are. Um, Tuesday, key and school stuff, work on book two, physical therapy, Wednesday, key and school stuff, book two. I might actually try to write something on Wednesday. I, I feel like, you know, today, tomorrow and Tuesday, that's a lot of thinking and I need to, you know, actually get something down. Um, I also go to the chiropractor on Wednesday, which I'm so excited for. I love going to the chiropractor. Um, Thursday, key and school stuff, uh, book two. I think Anna and I were just talking this morning about having a big 
end of virtual learning celebration. So I think I'm going to get a cake and see if I can find some confetti cannons, um, some horns and just have a dance party in the living room and eat cake and ice cream and, and celebrate the end of the torture that is virtual learning. Um, I, re- I remember I, your, your Facebook post from about a week ago, which maybe, maybe laugh you were, is you were breaking up with virtual learning. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we were ending our relationship. It's yeah, yeah it's over. Um, Friday, I don't have any classes in the morning. Kian won't have any school stuff. I have physical therapy, so I'm hoping to get some writing time. Again, with Kian home from school, Jeremy working from home, it's really hard for me to get more than 32 seconds of my own thought. And I don't know if you can write with constant interruptions, but I can't. Um, Saturday, hopefully write, um, maybe do laundry, maybe Zoom with friends. We haven't Zoomed in a few weeks. Um, Dana's dad had surgery and he got some um, infection in his blood. I'm really not clear about it, but he wasn't doing well for a while. He's doing better now and he's in a rehab center and he is healing, thankfully. Um, But Dana's just been having a hard time of it. Um, So we haven't really had our Zoom sessions. Hopefully we can get back to that next weekend. Um, And then Sunday, podcast and write. And that's my week. Just a couple of points here. Um, I do find it funny that you, you broke up with virtual learning and you don't want to do virtual learning, yet the thing you do for a living that pays you money is essentially virtual learning. Yeah. There's funny. a huge difference though. First of all, I'm not teaching my kid. And second of all, um, I have on the screen, it's basically like kind of like a PowerPoint thing. And um, I see each kid for 25 minutes and then they go away. Yeah. And they don't keep talking to me. They don't sit there and whine about having to do the work. Yes. Unlike your kid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in regards to whether or not I can write with constant interruptions. Um, no. And in fact, at work, there are times I will put my headphones on and not play anything just so people will leave me alone. Yeah. So I don't have, I do the same thing on airplanes. Yeah. I'll put my, my headphones on just so people won't talk to me on the airplane. <laughs> I'm yeah, so we are so social. We are the we are the <laughs> nicest people in the world. Next uh, next year when we're on our way to Twenty Books Vegas, if you're on the plane in the seat next to us, leave us alone. Apparently, is the, the what we're putting out there to the world. Um, uh, I, I'm actually my schedule. I'm back in the office this week, which you know kind of sucks. Yeah. But, uh, that gets me back to getting up at five a.m. and driving up. It's funny. I brought my my dual monitor system home. Um, last time I came home so that I would be able to plug my laptop into my monitors and I'd have three monitors and I could work like I do at work. And and I used it for four days and then went back to my desk with my laptop and it just sits on my desk, my table now. And I'm taking it back tomorrow and probably not bringing it home again. I just prefer to work on my laptop. I like sitting where I sit and and work on my laptop. But uh, that means I'm going to have 90 minute lunches again, 1130 to one, like I used to back in the day. Uh, This is Monday through Friday since we are back to 40 hours. Tuesday, uh, I'm going to leave work at 11. I'm probably going to go to Moe's, haven't been there in a while, and sit and write until about 12.45, maybe 12.30. And then I'm going to go over to a golf course that I golf in my league at. I'm going to play 18 holes. Um, I've been playing this other course with this new swing after these lessons that I've been taking, and it's getting better and better. But the course I play in my league is a really hard course. It's really narrow. Uh, a lot of sand traps in the fairway, and the rough is terrible. And I want to see how I play at my 
league course one more time before the end of the summer. So uh, I'm meeting a guy I work with there and the two of us that are in the, we're in the league together. We're going to play 18 holes on Tuesday. So I'm going to have time to write on Tuesday, not as much as I want, but I'm going to have time to write. If I don't go to Moe's, I'll have even more because it's like 15 minutes back and forth in the car. So maybe I'll just grab something and I, I, there's not much close to my work that's open right now where I can sit inside. Um, apparently there's a virus going around. Do you know about this? It wasn't in the news. I heard a little something, but I'm not concerned. It's well, fine. nobody talks to you, so nobody tells you. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Well, there's another day that week, probably Wednesday. I'm going to meet another friend for lunch. So I won't write that day. Um, so I'll probably you have never days. met so many friends in one week in your entire life. It's, it's, I know it's weird. It's like people don't <laughs> see me for a couple weeks and they actually want to see me. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Um, uh, and then, so I'll have four days of writing, uh, during lunch next week. And then Saturday I'll golf again in the morning. I looked, it's supposed to be in the forties again, but it's supposed to warm up to 65, but I think we'll be done golfing by the time it's 65. So I'll miss out on the hot weather, but that's okay. Uh, and then Sunday, so I'll get home from golf probably by one on Saturday and I'll do the same thing I've been doing the last few weeks. I'll be lazy for a while and sit on the couch and watch TV with my dog. And then I will probably write, I'll start, hopefully that by Saturday I'm starting the next segment, the game that I'm calling it in this, in this book. And uh, I'll get, you know, by maybe by next week I'll have six or seven chapters done right now. I have three and a half. So it'd be nice to get another three or so done this week. Uh, let's see. Sunday, we're going to do the podcast. I'm going to watch football and then we'll see what happens in the afternoon, which is pretty much going to be my Sunday every week for the next how many weeks we have left. 13 weeks left, I believe 14 weeks left counting today. So that is my week. Um, anything else? No, I found my, uh, my Facebook post. Do you think anybody cares to hear it? The writing mistake? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. Yeah. 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 It says, um, if I ever again, if ever again, I feel as though I can't safely send Key into school, his instruction will be suspended until further notice. This may seem harsh, but his lack of education will more than outweigh the shit show called virtual learning. This is not in any way a hit to his teachers or the school. They have done a phenomenal job creating a platform with all the bells and whistles and extras to successfully teach the kids. Mad respect. It's more of an, I can't be a teacher and mother to my son. We drew a very clear line in the sand more than 10 years ago. He doesn't like me trying to teach him, and I don't like teaching him. So virtual learning, as of October 19th, consider us broken up. Also, it's not me. It's you. I like that. And I hashtagged it. 2020 can suck it. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Join me for a drink. Oh, wait, you can't. And I won't say the last one. <laughs> I remember the last one. It reminds me of a post I made back in 2014 when I did my very first weight loss challenge where I was like, I don't know, six weeks into it and I was losing weight and, and not eating anything that I like. I didn't eat any French fries. I didn't drink any pop, any of that stuff. And, um, and I remember I pulled in, I went to Walmart and, and there's a five guys in the same parking lot as Walmart. And I pulled into the five guys, um, parking lot. I took a picture of the five guys sign and I put it on Facebook and I said, listen, I know we're having trouble right now. Um, something about a something or other, but I know that we'll get through this and don't worry. We'll be back together soon. I miss you or something like that. To five guys. It was very sweet. All right. So if you have nothing else, um, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. Email me jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Uh, if you're curious what I'm putting in my email now, jump on my mailing list and, uh, and check that out. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me. I haven't tweeted in months. Um, I, I muted so many things on Twitter that I don't even see very much. It's fantastic. And uh, 
But you can find me, Jerry Evanoff or Jerry E25 on Facebook, Jerry Evanoff Author, and I'm on Snapchat and I'm on Instagram. I keep lying to you guys and saying that I'm going to do stuff on Instagram and then I don't do it and I'm going to say it again. Eventually I will, but I probably won't. <laughs> um, that's, so those are the ways you can find me. Uh, you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. Email me, lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. I'm on Facebook, Lindsay Evanoff Author. Instagram, Lindsay Evanoff Author. And Twitter, Evanoff Lindsay. So if you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 